often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 463. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht. Sitting once again inside the Slapbox penthouse for the beginning of the second month here. As unfortunately I've paid my just paid my first mortgage payment. Ugh. Goodbye, money. Hello. Hello, debt. Never ending debt. <laughs> But also, speaking of the July, I'm recording this July 3rd, but I'll be posting it on Independence Day, July 4th. Unfortunately, I do not have Will Smith on the show tonight. You know, I tried, I reached out, you know, I was like, I wanted to get jiggy with it. Have the Fresh Prince, you know, it seemed appropriate. So we're battling a, you know, uh... (laughs) Still somewhat in the midst of the pandemic, even though, you know, I like I feel a lot better uh, being vaccinated, although there's, you know, there's other variants going on. Maybe I should get another vaccination because I just got the Johnson and Johnson, you know, perhaps I need to get a little bit more. Give me some Moderna, get, you know, double up on some shit. I've, I've uh, been seeing that people are starting now double up on vaccines to get a little bit of extra protection, as it were. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, maybe I should, maybe I should, uh, hopefully I don't have, uh, bad side effects again. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, so yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, uh, even though I couldn't get Will Smith either, I, I, I would have loved to have gotten a Randy Quaid. That would have been great. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Would have been great had I actually reached out to Will Smith, you know, that would have been funny. I would have actually gotten a reply. Uh, I would imagine the guy's still busy, uh, even though he's not as in shape as he once was. Uh, but it does look like he's uh, working out again. Um, Randy Quaid, though, however, that would be an awesome guest for like 10 minutes. And then I feel like the craziness would get too overwhelming. And I might have to, you know, have him escorted out somehow. <laughs> get some security up in this bitch. I don't know. He does seem like a complete loon. Uh, uh, and somebody was telling me recently, and I don't think I brought it up on the podcast. I know I'd mentioned a few episodes back about Wedding Crashers 2, which I'm excited about. I love me some, uh, Wedding Crashers 1. I saw that fucker four times in the theater when it first came out and just, just love that movie. But, uh, <laughs> Kingpin, they're, uh. Apparently in works of a sequel on that. One of the early Freddy Brothers movies came out after Dumb and Dumber, but before There's Something About Mary, and I love that film. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with it, it was uh, starred Bill Murray and uh, <coughs> Woody Harrelson in it. And they were bowlers, uh, professional bowlers. And, uh, of course... Uh, <coughs> Bill Murray's character is the antagonist, as it were, in the film. He's uh, <laughs> Big Earn, I believe is his character's name. And uh, he's taking Woody Harrelson, who's the young up-and-comer, up-and-coming bowler. And uh, he's taking him out, uh, like, uh, you know, a gambling, I guess, basically. They're going out and uh, conning people out of money by uh, pretending to not be good at bowling and winning uh, bets on uh, <laughs> matches of bowling, and it, it goes wrong. They, the uh, people don't take too kindly to getting their money basically stolen from them, and uh, <laughs> Woody Harrelson loses his hand in the beginning of the film, uh, <laughs> and it, it's his right hand, I believe. He's right-handed. Whatever hand he is, if he's right or left, I don't, I don't really know. I didn't really pay that much attention to it, but his bowling hand, the one he puts his fingers in the holes with, you know, he just fucking fingers those holes and he can't do it anymore. Cause he's got a hook for hand. He lost the hand early in the film. And then uh, his life goes to shit until he finds Randy motherfucking Quaid, uh, 
Mr. Insanity himself, uh, who is really good at bowling, uh, but he's Amish, so he has to like con him into coming with him, uh, kind of finagle him. But he he basically Woody Harrelson basically takes him as a protege and uh, gets him uh, winning matches in bowling as they they start conning people and actually t- you know go into like a championship bowling tournament. But there's apparently a sequel in the works to that, and uh, that first film, so good, so good. But uh, I, <laughs> I can't imagine that they're going to get uh, Randy Quaid for that one. I feel like, uh, I mean, it'd be great just to have Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray back at it. Uh, love those two. And hopefully Vanessa Angel. She was fantastic. She had a very small window, I think, of like... Uh, being known for stuff. I imagine she's still doing some work, but she was in a weird science TV show around that time. And then she was, she did uh, Kingpin. Other than that, I think that was like her biggest part. But, uh, <laughs> she played well with, uh, Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray. Uh, <laughs> and of course, Randy Quaid. <laughs> I just have pictures of Randy Quaid shitting in a urinal as the, the one of the, Everlasting scenes for me is just deucing in a dirt <laughs> in, a, in a urinal, which gives me flashbacks also of uh, one of the restaurants I worked in back in the day was Michael's Pizza and Steakhouse, which is now long gone now. But uh, <laughs> there was one night, and I don't think there was like a whole lot of people that night. I feel like it wasn't like real busy, but it was uh, the first location that they had and it wasn't a very big restaurant either but apparently there was two females younger females that went into the men's bathroom and uh <laughs> left a little surprise and uh the manager's son Nicholas comes running out he's like dad dad uh Somebody shit in the bathroom, you know, just like, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you do. Like no shock. There. But, and of course there were other customers there and he's like yelling this across the restaurant, just fucking dad, dad, somebody shit in the bathroom in the men's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> then, he, then he gets it out. Finally, like they shit in the urinal. <laughs> like, man, that's some nasty fucking shit, dude. That's some totally. Nasty shit. I don't recall what happened to the the girls that went in and did it. Um, I'm assuming they did that and then just immediately fucking left. Uh, I would hope that alcohol was involved, that you didn't do that, like, sober. Um, <laughs> that is, uh, I, don't, I don't even think anybody, like, really knew them. I think they were just strangers that went in and shit in the urinal. That's... Uh, that's surprising to do that at a restaurant. I mean, I not that I, I would suggest anybody do that, but I could see people doing that at, like, say, a gas station or something where there's less likely to be less traffic in the bathroom. And uh gas station, you're in and out of. A restaurant, you know, typically, I would assume, I would hope, like, if you were intending to do this, that you would have paid already and are ready to leave by the time you shit in a urinal. But... uh I don't know what you, what kind of thought went into it. Again, I I feel like they didn't get caught. Like they just left afterwards. But I, I as I recall, the the thing I really remember is the manager's son just running across the restaurant. Dad, somebody shit in the restroom, <laughs> the men's restroom. No, they shit in the urinal. Uh, <laughs> I mean, which is it's funny, but uh, also at the same time, it's it's kind of fucked up, man kind of fucked up uh <clears throat> but uh hey there we go i just got an alert that my mortgage payment has been scheduled joy <laughs> it's actually going to be late apparently because it was due on the first and i had already signed up for automatic payments with the mortgage and yet uh it apparently doesn't go in effect till august so I still had to manually go in and pay, make a payment for the first, which I didn't do till today, and now it's not going to show up till the sixth. So I already get a late fee right out of the <laughs> right out of the fucking gate, like son of a bitch. Um, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, don't do that too many times. 
the automatic payments should make that much easier. Um, that being said, yeah, after uh, the the shit story, I just now back to having no money. That's fun. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, I hope everybody has a good 4th of July. I mean, stay cool. That's definitely a thing. I mean, shit is getting fucking insanely hot out there. Insanely hot. Thankfully, it hasn't been as hot here, but I know I've seen stuff about, like, fucking Oregon and, uh, hell, Alaska was in the 90s, which I don't think it ever gets in the fucking 90s in Alaska. Shit is cray-cray. Uh... Also, the condo stuff has kind of freaked me out. There's uh, the uh, condo there in uh, Florida, the Collapse. Of course, that was a much larger building than one I'm in. I'm not too concerned about this one collapsing. However, I've only been here a month. And it looks like I'm already going to have to probably replace the roof. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. As uh, we've had a lot of rain this last week, and, uh, I mean, it was almost like monsoon-type rain. There was some, at the, especially at the beginning of the week, there was a lot of fucking rain. And when I moved in here, or before I moved in, when I was in the process of buying the place, um, <clears throat> I had noticed when I came in uh, during the inspection that in the master bedroom, there on the ceiling, there appeared to be water damage. And I had mentioned that <laughs> to my realtor. She passed that along to the seller. And uh, they said, oh, they weren't aware of that. And, uh, you know, I didn't know. It wasn't wet at the time. It hadn't rained recently. But I could tell that there had been some water damage at some point. For all I knew, they knew about, I mean, they had done some work on the roof you know, after that had happened, I had no idea. But uh, they said they'd check on it, and the, they said they, they patched it. Well, the, all <laughs> apparently all they did was fix the inside, just, you know, the inside room there, because they did paint over that spot. <laughs> However, <laughs> um, there is still very much a leak there, uh, apparently on the roof, and it's turned into quite a big one, um, <laughs> as I should hopefully... Within the next week or so, hopefully get that fixed. Um, because it, it is leaking a lot. I mean, there is there was a river, run, uh, well, maybe not quite a river, but at least a good sized creek that was uh, running down my wall, in the master bedroom. Of course, that is where I spend most of my time, and uh, <clears throat> that is not a <laughs> it's not a great thing. I uh, have I don't have a ladder at the moment, so I haven't really peeked up into the attic to see just how bad the damage is, but I imagine it can't be fucking good. I mean, that is a lot of fucking water um, that was pouring in. I had, uh, I did throw a towel down to kind of soak up some of the water so I didn't fuck up my carpet in the master bedroom. Hopefully <laughs> hopefully that's all right, but uh, the joys of owning your own place, but then th- seeing what's going on with that uh, condo there in Florida... It's just like, holy fuck. I mean, I, I got off easy. I don't think this place is going to collapse. There's a... <clears throat> there's no basement in here. So, uh, I mean, if anything, I guess... The, I mean, it could still collapse. The you know the top part could fall into the, the lower level. But uh, I, I think I would have a lot better chance of surviving. Um, man, it's... it's whew, it is crazy seeing the pictures... Of that thing, I mean, it's like 9-11 type stuff of how that shit just collapsed. And, uh, yeah, I can't imagine going through that. But, uh, <clears throat> on a, I don't know how to segue into this. <laughs> I was trying to find a good segue, but there's not really. Um, I had uh, found another good a uh, true crime show on uh, Netflix that just popped up. Um which also involves Ireland. Now, I have, if you listen to this podcast at all, you're probably aware I love Ireland. Been there three times, and I, I love it there. Love it there. Love to Ireland, you know. If 
I could ever move there, it would be fantastic. If I ever somehow get to re- retire, I'd love it to be in Galway. Um, just hang out with sheep all day. Look at the fucking mountains. This is, uh, I just had kind of a flashback of uh, <laughs> The Walking Dead with Carol. Look at the flowers, and then she was a little girl. All right, anyway. Me and my digressions. So there's uh, this uh, true crime uh, show on uh, Netflix. It's Sophie, a murder in West Cork. And uh, Cork is, uh, refer- I don't th- think that's the city of Cork. It's actually the county Cork, which is, I believe, a fairly large county. I know the city of Cork is, uh, I want to say, as far as the Republic of Ireland, it's probably the second or third largest city in the Republic of Ireland. It's a fairly large city, and uh, I've only seen parts of Cork, but uh, it is beautiful down there. And, of course, Cork is, uh, County Cork is where you'll find the uh, the Blarney Castle, where, of course, you can kiss the Blarney Stone. <laughs> but uh, this particular true crime uh, is about the murder of, and I'm going to totally butcher her name because she's French, um, this happened in December twenty on December twenty third, nineteen ninety six. Uh, is apparently when they found her, and she had been, I guess, murdered the night before morning. Uh, uh, she was a French producer, Sophie Toscan du Plantier, uh, and she was like in a real, I guess, small rural area, which most of Ireland is really fucking rural. There's not a whole lot of stuff except for like a couple of big cities. But she had a, uh, I guess, considered a summer home, I guess, in Ireland. Well, she was there for Christmas, but I guess holiday home, whatever you want to call it. Um, But she was just there for a few days, and uh, she was murdered there. And uh, the main suspect for it is this guy named Ian Bailey, who's, uh, I believe, an Englishman that, uh, yeah, he was an English reporter that uh, emigrated to Ireland in like 91 and he is an interesting character they actually interview the guy and uh, <clears throat> at first you like uh, more and more documentaries like really uh, play it out in like real time and how stuff happened uh, almost like a, well, but I guess all like murder stuff kind of kind of play out like that um I guess I'm just more surprised when I watch uh, stuff about people I'm unaware of. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem that uh, new to me, I guess, when I watch stuff on Ted Bundy or, or whatever. I've just been into crime stuff forever. Anyway, <laughs> I've been working a lot. My brain's not functioning at uh, its highest level, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. This uh, it's a pretty interesting thing, and of course, it's always great to hear to Irish, and then you throw in the French, and I do a horrible French accent. Merci, merci. Yeah, that's about it. That's all the French I, I've got. But uh, apparently, this Ian Bailey guy, he uh, once the murder took place, he was uh, <clears throat> writing stories about it. And uh, making money off of uh, the thing from the get-go and, like, giving details about the murder and all kinds of stuff by selling it to uh, different papers. And it turns out uh, it seemed, does seem like he did, ended up murdering her. Long story short, he, uh, spoiler alert, um, <clears throat> they never went to trial in Ireland over... It took him to trial over the murder of Sophie, but um, they did in France with him in absentia. He didn't wouldn't go to France, but they had argued, ended up arguing the case in front of uh, I guess what there are three I guess magistrates is what they're considered, <clears throat> but uh, there's not actually jury. I don't I don't really know exactly how the court systems work in France or in Ireland for that fact, for that matter. Uh, 
But apparently, yeah, he was found guilty in France in absentia. And then France, and it took till, that the murder happened in 96. And then he was found guilty in France in like, uh, I want to say it was like 2018 or so. So it was like fairly recent that that trial actually like took place. And uh, <clears throat> it's an interesting doc. It's an interesting doc. And of course you do get to see shots of fucking Ireland. And uh, County Cork, you know, you go there. They talk to some interesting locals and stuff there. And there's some interesting characters. The Ian ba- And Ian Bailey really loves to be interviewed. Like, he is all about uh, talking to the press. And he is still free at the moment. And it's pretty crazy. They show him he hangs out in the local market in Ireland. Just walking around. Still writes poems and recites poems and shit. And, uh... <clears throat> it's weird to me now. I'm like, if I ever make it back to Ireland, I'm gonna be looking for this dude. Although maybe, maybe Corona will kill him. Uh, I don't think Ireland's had that many vaccination vaccinations yet. He is older now. He's got to be probably like 70s or so. At least in his 60s. He looks pretty old. I'm not sure exactly how old he is, but. uh <laughs> The people have said, like, he was just some weird shit, even before, like, the murder. Him just running around, uh, like, with a <laughs> with a big staff, like, shouting things out and just doing weird, weird shit. And a- apparently there's been, like, multiple people that in public he had st- come out with saying like yeah yeah I did murder yeah (laughs) I'm a piece of shit but uh if you like true crime stuff and (laughs) you can disregard the fact that I just spoiled the whole fucking thing uh it's it's an interesting doc to see and uh it's interesting knowing that uh the cops there really seem to fucked it up too I mean they could have could have done a lot of better job, but there's not a whole lot of murders that happen in Ireland. So, you know, I would imagine they don't have a whole lot of, uh, experience, uh, doing that kind of shit. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, there is a dog barking outside and it's totally throwing you off. I'm also trying to find out what where Ian Bailey is today. He's still free, from what I understand. Uh, <clears throat> that is... Uh, man, there's all kinds of dogs now. There's, uh, <laughs> is there a Terminator out there? That could possibly be, right? You know, they te- The dogs tend to freak out when Terminator's around. Maybe the... Am I, am I John Connor in the future? Am I, are they coming back to take me out? Is that what's going on? Probably not likely, but perhaps I wouldn't know. I don't know myself in the future. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Loki. I, I've uh, been up, just got caught up to a date on Loki. I actually missed it the first night as I got home late and then kind of forgot to watch it Wednesday night. And then uh, next day I thought about, <laughs> I thought about going in late to work just so I could watch it. Because, uh, like, yeah, I don't really need to work 10 hours a day, do I? I could just go in late, watch Loki, but, uh, I didn't. I didn't. The, the, the fact that I needed the money really pushed, pushed me in the opposite direction is, uh, you know, also the fact that, uh, <laughs> that, yeah, I, I'm just not the type to call in. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it's good, and uh, I'd like to talk about it, but, you know, I people uh, like to, uh, you know, watch it. I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you're, pro- you're probably into Loki, which I, I enjoyed. Um, oh, those, uh, spoiler, somewhat spoiler alert, he does see in this latest episode the Timekeepers. He comes into the Timekeepers, and there's some <laughs> interesting stuff that goes on there. 
And we're left with more questions in the end as to what's really going on. As uh, <clears throat> it's it's getting good. It's getting good. I like the female Loki and the way she's playing with with the the uh, male Loki, uh, the OG Loki, the the original. I I don't know how you consider that the the other variant. The variants are playing nicely together. There's. <laughs> Uh, I'm curious if we'll see any uh, of Thor in it, and will it, I would assume there's probably going to be some tie-in with Thor: Love and Thunder, which I am still excited to see, as it's being directed by Taika Waititi, which I am a, I really love his work. Is uh, that uh, Thor Ragnarok was fantastic. And I have just, uh, I haven't seen all, unfortunately I haven't seen all of his movies. I would like to see uh, more of them. Um, I have watched, of course, Jojo Rabbit, which I thought was fantastic. Um, Oh no. (laughs) I just uh, saw, uh, I just typed in Taika Waititi and, uh, there's news, and the first thing that puts Taika Waititi addresses Rita Ora and Tessa Thompson photos. I was doing nothing wrong. Like, oh no, that is not what I want to hear. This is, but it looks like there's just it looks fairly harmless here. There's a picture of him with these two women, and they're all three kissing. But it's not like they're there's a <laughs> oh no. See here, this is uh, I had uh, says uh, this is on the page six dot com. At first, I was afraid. Oh no, is this like uh, some Me Too stuff? Is there? Uh, but uh, t- says Taika Waititi has dressed the photos of his three-way kiss with girlfriend Rita Ora and Tessa Thompson that were seen round the world. Oscar Oscar-winning filmmaker forty-five said in a recent interview that the viral pictures. Don't bother him because he did nothing wrong, which I don't think he really did anything wrong here. As uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the picture here, uh, but it says I think in the world of the internet, and God damn it, this thing has got all kinds of ads. <laughs> it says in the world of the internet, everything goes away pretty quick. This is the Thor Love and Thunder director told the Sydney Morning Herald, and also is th- is it that big of a deal? No, not really. I was doing nothing wrong. It's fine. Uh, but apparently they were getting friendly as a uh, canoodling on a balcony in Sydney after they were partying all night at YTT's mansion. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's interesting. So he's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he was having some fun. Hopefully there's no, <laughs> I don't think he's directing him. They, it was a party. They were just having some fun together. Uh, that was, I was just getting so excited thinking about Thor Love and Thunder and then I was just like let's find out some info on <laughs> some new Taika Waititi shit and then I was like whoa no hold on I, I was afraid they were, he was going to get cancelled and I was like I can't I'm like I love me some Taika but, uh, the New Zealander he's great he's fantastic that would be a damn shame he's got such a great noise, uh, noise voice yeah my brain is fucked these days uh, <laughs> man, yeah, he's uh from New Zealand, of course, same place. Uh, Peter Jackson, uh, the director of uh, Lord of the Rings, and of course, his biggest film to date, uh, that is Peter Jackson's, was uh, Meet the Feebles. I mean, that's got to be. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen it, because very pe- few people have really seen that one. But <laughs> holy shit! I mean, the Muppets—they're doing heroin. Killing people. Orgy. Was there an orgy? I don't know. There's sex scenes. There was a Vietnam scene. Fantastic. Fantastic film. Um, I I wonder if Taika has any any uh, early films like that. I don't think so. Maybe. Taika's also, of course, in uh, Mandalorian, as he's directed a few episodes of that, at least one that I know of. But he is the uh, assassin droid in that which just loved having his 
his voice in anything. It's just fantastic. Um, but, uh, do, do, do. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a good one. And, uh, <laughs> I almost don't want to, like, <laughs> Google search anything else now as, uh, bad news might pop up. That's just kind of how things are these days. Uh, Love and Thunder, though. I, back to that. I mean, I've, uh, been a fan of Natalie Portman's, and it'll be great to see her get jacked and become Thor. As, uh, I don't know if there's a whole lot of news for that. I thinking that comes. I don't think that comes out till next year. That is, uh, yeah, twenty twenty two is. Uh, I guess when it's expected to be released. Uh, ooh, Chris Pratt is in it, so I guess they are. I would assume. Yeah, I would assume they would have the Guardians in that, since you know Thor was hanging out with them. Um, I don't believe there's a trailer yet. That shit's so fantastic. Uh. <laughs> what the hell? I guess uh, Chris Hemsworth isn't uh, a big enough part in it to be considered uh, top level. Whoa, Matt Damon's playing Loki in it. This is this is interesting. There's uh, I'm looking at the uh, cast here. Does once Natalie Portman turn into Lady Thor or whatever? Then does Matt? Damon, does that also change who Loki is? How does that work? There's uh, ooh, Sam Neill's going to be Odin. Interesting. God, sh- holy shit. There is a big fucking, like some big baller names on here. There's Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. And it, it, I mean, fucking Russell Crowe as Zeus. Like they are, uh, <laughs> Sam Neill's in it. But uh, Melissa McCarthy is uh, actor Hella. They're gonna pay some money. Peter Peter Quill, uh, Chris Pratt is uh, he's a uh, uh, listed as like kind of like the top one here. I'm surprised. I would think Natalie Portman would be considered. Uh, that's interesting. Maybe it's just because the movie's not out yet. They don't have. I mean, they're not gonna. They don't know who the. <laughs> That's kind of how they listed it on IMDb. I don't know. But that's that's interesting. Because I would like to see the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Uh, I am quite uh, interested on what they're going to do with the uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Like, wh- how do you... How do you do that? It's going to be in production next year. I mean, with the death of Chadwick Boseman, it's interesting. <clears throat> really don't know how they're going to play that. I wonder if they'll have any unused footage of Chadwick to put in there. I imagine they got to put something in there, right? Like, there's got to be some kind of tribute to him. As I did just watch uh, another film with, with him in it. Um, it was, uh, shit, Message from the King, I believe is what it's called, from uh, 2017. I think it was recently put on Netflix. And it was okay, like action film. He's good in it, but it was not like a whole lot to the story. I mean, his <clears throat> his sister gets murdered, and he's there. He's trying to find her in the beginning. He's uh, from Africa, South Africa to be specific. And I want to say his sister had moved to like L.A. Or she moved to somewhere in the States and got involved with the bad crowd, and she... He loses contact with her, and he comes to find uh, what happens. And, of course, she uh, was murdered, and he goes on a rampage, you know? He fucks some shit up, because that's what he does. He's the fucking king. He's T'Challa. He's going to fuck some shit up, and he did. He fucked some shit up. <clears throat> I mean, it wasn't quite John Wick level of action, but it's an all right film if you want a little <clears throat> little action. There's a, it's not like cars exploding, that kind of shit or anything, but there's some, uh, like he uses a bike chain to beat the shit out of some people. There's a, <clears throat> it gets pretty gory there. That's pretty good stuff. Um, as I did also watch, uh, Tarantino's, uh, extended 
version of the Hateful Eight, and I'm not sure what was added because I only watched the Hateful Eight once, which is crazy because I'm a big fan of Tarantino's uh, work, most of it. But I think I only watched that one once. I know I only watched uh, Once Upon a Time in America, or in Hollywood, uh, once. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. <clears throat> I should probably give that one another go. That was my least favorite of the Tarantino flicks. As it's hard for me to really pick a favorite because I love his movies. Most of his movies, <laughs> that is, so much. But I, Inglorious Bastards is just so fantastic. I love that one a lot. That one, like, I still remember going to the theater with Muffin Man. And <laughs> as it's, like, getting closer, I, I thought that they were going to have some historical accuracy to the film as far as, you know, the way the war played out. But as it got closer to the end, I thought, like, wait a minute. I think they're going to kill Hitler. I think it's going to happen. Spoiler alert. They fucking kill Hitler. (laughs) They kill that motherfucker dead. And uh, I believe Eli Roth's character that had the uh, MP40 and just fucking loaded like a full clip into Hitler. And it was so fantastic. It felt so good to uh, see that on film. Hitler just getting lit up. And uh, I don't remember the reaction in the theater, but I'm pretty sure everybody was really excited when that happened. Different times. I feel like now there's going to be a lot more people that are sympathetic to the Nazis, at least in America. So they're going to be a little bit saddened, more saddened by that scene, unfortunately. But at that time when it came out, 2010, I want to say it was, it was awesome. I enjoyed it. It was back when killing Nazis was good. <laughs> and uh, from what I understand, when they premiered the film in Germany, Tarantino was nervous. He didn't know how the audience would react to it there. But apparently, the German crowd went nuts. They they, they loved it. Um, different times, too, though, of course, from what I understand, the uh, neo-Nazis, I guess, were, were starting to... Uh, have somewhat of a comeback in Germany as well, unfortunately. They're a far-right party. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that that one, um, of course, other than that, if I had to pick like just like my go-to, like Tarantino, I mean, it is, it is tough. I mean, Pulp Fiction, it's an amazing fucking film. But, I mean, I've got a wall that says Bad Motherfucker on it because, you know, I love me some fucking Pulp Fiction. But shit, I mean, Reservoir Dogs, and uh, although he didn't direct it, I love me some True Romance. He uh, was, of course, the first screenplay that he sold, and the money he made off that, he turned around and made Reservoir Dogs with. And then uh, <clears throat> Django. Django's really good. Uh, Christoph Waltz, of course, was in that, and I... When he was first came out in Glorious Bastards, I was like, I love this crazy German motherfucker. <laughs> that is some fantastic shit. Where has he been hiding? Apparently he was, you know, I guess doing German films. I uh, sadly don't get to see a whole lot of German films. Although, if you want some good German series, they do have some on Netflix. Of course, Dark on Netflix is really good. And then I really like Babylon Berlin. Uh, I know several people around here that do enjoy Dark but I don't know of anybody else that has watched Babylon Berlin. And at last I knew Babylon Berlin is the uh, biggest budget TV series, I think, outside of the U.S. I could be wrong. Um, I'd have to double check that. But, I mean, they had a very large budget. Um, I think... I th- uh. I believe I've watched three seasons of it. I'm not sure if I imagine it's still continuing. IMDb's got it rated 8.4 stars out of 10. I mean, it's it's got a good popularity rating on here, but I mean, it's a very well-produced uh, series. And as far as I know, none of the actors 
have done much as the in the way of uh, English speaking roles, um, which I would imagine that some of these guys, some of these people are gonna end up breaking into uh, Hollywood at some point. But I guess if they're making this much money. I guess they don't really need to. I mean, for like uh, Volker Bruch, uh, which is the male lead, and that uh, I imagine he's probably the highest paid one. And then Lisa Fries, she plays Charlotte Charlotte Ritter. Uh, she's like basically the female lead. She's probably got to be number two. They're in like the majority of the episodes. Um, <clears throat> she's uh, She's still fairly young. I would imagine maybe early 30s, if that. So I would think that, you know, she's got a good chance of breaking into uh, some Hollywood fl- uh, flicks. But uh, but if you ha- if you like foreign films, or if you, I mean, if you don't, like, it, it's a good show. You can watch it dub, which I do not like watching foreign stuff dub. I will do subtitles, I feel like, uh, also, too, with that, you know, when... I I kind of like learning different languages, although I'm not fluent <laughs> in the other languages. It is, uh, I feel like I get more of the feeling by listening to these people speak, the actual actors speak. I don't know, I feel like the performance is more real to me if I hear a dubbed version. It's It's, it's a totally different actor doing the voice. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I lose some of the emotion and stuff out of it by the, having a different actor voice them. It's very strange, and <laughs> I really get annoyed, even if it's not a dub thing. Nowadays, you know, um, technology has gotten better, but there for quite a while, you know, if your TV didn't quite sync up with your Blu-ray player or whatever, and the audio doesn't sync up with the video, <coughs> that shit fucks with me. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> so like having it dubbed, which I loved the watching Godzilla when I was a kid and seeing uh, all that shit dubbed. And you'd have, oh no, Godzilla! And then, but the the mouth on the actors would seem to carry on for you know much longer than it took to say, oh no, Godzilla. It looked like they said, oh no, fuck me, it's Godzilla. That fucking thing is coming for us. Something like that. <laughs> But the English dub was just, oh no, it's Godzilla. <laughs> as the mouth continues to move. Uh, that I loved that as a kid, but as an adult, like I really don't like it when the voice, the the video doesn't sync up with the audio. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's the, uh, how much time I spent <laughs> listening to audio, doing audio editing and stuff. I'm not sure what it is, but it, it, it fucks with me. Really fucks with me. Uh <laughs> But uh, according to IMDb, I am looking at the trivia on uh, the Babylon Berlin. It does say it's the most expensive non-English language TV series ever made and also the most expensive German TV series ever with a budget of approximately 40 million euros, which that is more than dollars, Um, which I am curious. How much dollars is that? Two dollars. Let's see what we got. 40, 40 mil. How many zeros is 40? <laughs> 40 comma. One, two, three. There we go. There's the euro. Enter. Um, Can you not? Uh, <laughs> I entered a number. Is that too high? What the fuck? There's a... Uh, <clears throat> Well, 100 euros. $100. Well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> Damn it. Give me some. There, this thing's not working very well. Their shit sucks. 40 million, apparently. Why would they have something that. No, not 40. Do- I don't want to know $40. Oh, fuck you. I don't want to use your money transfer service. Maybe you don't put the zeros in. <laughs> or the commas. It's 4,000, 40,000, 400,000. <laughs> There's a 
four million. We don't want that. We want another in there. Forty million euros, fun fact, is about forty seven million dollars. Well, it's over forty seven million dollars. So it's you know, that's uh, that's an expensive fucking show. It's a big fucking budget. But it looks good. I mean, it looks entertaining. And that, that show takes place in 1920s uh, Berlin. And uh, <clears throat> makes I guess it goes into the 30s. It's around that time period because, like, the main character, uh, the main protagonist in it, played by Volker Bruch, uh, trying to remember what uh, his character's name is and it is Gary Unrath. Uh he's a World War 1 vet <clears throat> that uh he's got uh I forgot what the syndrome is but it's not quite PTSD. It's I guess he's shell-shocked basically. But like he goes into has almost like these seizures and stuff and he's taking drugs to get through it. And uh, it's interesting. You see, it's very interesting because I'm very curious about that time period in Germany where it was the end of the Weimar Republic and you see the Nazis rise to power. And it's, uh, he's like a detective in there, a cop, and he's like trying to find, was it his dad? I think it's his dad. He's some kind of politician or something and there's, Somebody's got this naughty footage of uh, him or something. Some compromat that he has to destroy and he's searching for it. And and then the first season, like there's no, you don't see any Nazis. So if you don't really see it, I guess till really the end of the second season, I believe it is, you kind of see the brown shirts as they kind of rear their ugly head in there. And uh, they uh, start, you know, fucking some shit up. And then in the last season that I saw, the third season, like you get to see the when uh, the stock market crash because there was a, a crash on Wall Street and people just went completely broke. But uh, I don't remember exactly how it worked, but I guess these... Uh, Loans, I guess, like the United States had given, like the Weimar Republic or Germany, what have you. Um, there was something along the lines, loans, something or other, that whenever the stock market crashed, <coughs> they had to, uh, I don't know, cash in on some shit, and it destroyed Germany's economy. It completely fucked the Weimar Republic, and it gave the ammunition for Adolf Hitler's rise as people could not afford just food. Like, people were completely poor. All their savings, everything's just... I mean, if they had any kind of stocks, I mean, <laughs> the price of the... I guess it was the Deutschmark at the time. Well, I don't know, during the Weimar Republic, what currency they used, but whatever the it was, whether it was Deutschmark or whatever... Um, it was worthless. <laughs> uh, much like, I guess, near the end of uh, the fall of the Soviet Union and the uh, when the wall came down, um, people were, uh, from what I understand, if, I, if memory serves me correctly, they were lining up around blocks just for, just for food. Because, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, <laughs> when... Uh, Economies completely collapse. Unfortunately, it's shit gets dire. Um, <clears throat> and uh, but it, yeah, it's just very interesting. I l- like the history of the time, and it's it was cool seeing like the twenties, and you get to see like uh, what it was like in Germany. You get the idea that by this show, I would imagine they did their research. I mean, they was such a large budget. Um, I don't know how historically accurate the show is. But uh, it does seem similar to what I've seen is the 20s and uh, <clears throat> a lot of what I've seen in America in the 20s, although there, I don't think there was a prohibition in Germany on alcohol. 
as it seemed like you got like the flappers and stuff and it does there's a lot of drug usage in Babylon Berlin fun fact other than the detective um <clears throat> but uh it's it's I dig it if uh, you want a different show to watch I highly recommend recommend Babylon Berlin even if you're you're not really keen on like foreign stuff, you know, just just give it a go. It's uh good stuff. Good stuff. I don't know. I would assume there's more to come because they really leave it off like there's going to be more. Um but who knows? I mean, with the the pandemic and all, they might have <clears throat> They might have uh, been meaning to do more. However, uh, it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of stuff got canceled. I was really looking forward to seeing another season of uh, Netflix's Glow, which was about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. It was a fictional version of that show from the 80s of the wrestling show. And unfortunately, I loved the first season's amazing. Second season was pretty good, but the first season's just fucking great. I was really hoping for a third season. I was really digging uh, Allison Brie in that. Um, <clears throat> I'll see if Babylon Berlin's got another season. I ho- I hope so. That show's fucking good. I use that <laughs> to help me learn me some German too. Of course, before going to uh, Munich. Um, <clears throat> oh, as of May, they have not announced a release date for season four. Um, but does that mean, oh, please, please, there's, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's going into the 30s into that show, but I want to say it started in the 20s. Uh, no release date, but I guess they, I guess they're going to be putting one out. I guess it's been official that they're going to make one, from what I gather. Okay, it's under production. They are in producing a season four, which is good. Great fucking show. Great show. Dark was really good. I feel like it like tried to go too many levels. It tried to go too Inception-y. Like, you go too far into Inception, and just shit gets crazy. It, like, <laughs> when you go, like, they wanted to start going, like, it was one thing with the going in between different times, but then they started going, to different universes and then that's when shit got a little cray cray it was like okay I don't know that this is <laughs> like I don't know that this really works great show though it looks fantastic actors are great I mean production quality that is another one it had to be not too far behind Babylon Berlin as far as uh, production cost of what their budget was for the series but I th- uh, I think there's three se- seasons on that one as well. Unfortunately, other than that, I haven't really been getting into any other foreign series, although I haven't been planning on traveling to any other countries, so I haven't uh, picked up any uh, foreign shows. I was hoping at one point to get to France, and, you know, if I did that, I would definitely start rocking some uh, French stuff. <clears throat> and get prepared for that, but I don't know that that's ever going to happen. I got to find a way, find a way to make some money. Uh, I mean, if I win that Powerball, you goddamn right I'm going to France. I'm going to hang out in Europe for a couple of months at least. Get a nice place in Galway. Galway. Coverter. Right. Right to Conamera Pony. Rent a castle for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. You know it. That's one, another reason why I have to make it back to Ireland. So, boy, I have not stayed in a castle. There's some cheaper ones. They're still nice. I have yet to do it. Uh, well, I don't. That just wasn't real high on the priority list. <laughs> There's just so much still there in Ireland. I mean, not that I've been to all that many places, I guess, in the U.S. But I don't know. There's just something to uh, that Ireland just fucking calls to me at my. My core is just like it's telling me to come back. Whisp- it's been whispering sweet nothings in my ear since the first time I went there. As uh, I've been chasing that dragon since 20... 
2015. Yeah, I had to think about it. <laughs> 2015. I can't get that monkey off my back, even though I've been there three times. I'm jealous of people in Europe that can just go there in just a couple of hours, and it doesn't cost them a fortune. Of course, I'm also jealous of just Irish people. Although not that jealous because the weather is shitty a lot of ways. But damn, the place is so beautiful. There's just so much to see there. And uh, they're quite interesting, the Irish, you know. And uh, just just the atmosphere. It it, it does kind of suck at having just a couple of days off. Now, I haven't had many days off. The last time I did was... I guess about a month ago during uh, the last holiday. And uh, when I'm off for a few days, it does feel like like I should be somewhere. Like when I first moved into the penthouse, it didn't feel like home the first couple of nights because I didn't have hardly anything here except for like an air mattress. It felt like I was staying in a hotel. and then, But sadly, when I would go outside, I was still in Washington, Missouri. <laughs> like, oh, not even... Not even uh, in like St. Louis. There's this at work. We listen to music a lot on uh, Spotify or iHeartRadio. Kind of fluctuate between the two, and they have pretty much the same commercials on both. And I'm sure you've probably heard it if you live in Missouri, but they keep playing. Although they kind of backed away from it now, they've got newer ads. There's a tourist tourism commercial for fucking Missouri. <laughs> and I know at least parts of it by uh by heart. Like there's uh how's it go? It's uh The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo. <laughs> but I've just got or and I've got just one question. What's your MO? <laughs> yeah, it's uh and just constantly, like every fucking commercial break, it's pretty insane. Pretty insane. Um, <laughs> it used to annoy the hell out of me. Now I find it funny because they don't play it as much. And then I'll start like <laughs> doing the dialogue along with it sometimes whenever the commercial comes on. Uh, but you know when I the the annoying part to me was the fact that. Uh, I love to travel, you know, and I've just uh, made a habit there for, you know, like six years I was going to Europe. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, I, when I want to get away, I don't think stay in Missouri. <laughs> I mean, you're sure, there's some cool things to see in Missouri, but, like, when I want to get away, I want to fucking get away, man. I want to get far, far away. Like, if I'm going to travel, even in the U.S., I'd rather go... Somewhere at least a few states away. Um, there's plenty of places in the U.S. I haven't been that I'd love to go. I'd like to see a lot of the stuff in like Montana and just some places where there's just you know cool shit. I'd like to go into the fucking mountains, which I've been to a few of the mountain chains here, but well, I guess mainly only one. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I'd like like to go to the, to the Rockies. I've not been to the Rockies, uh, but I hear John Denver's full of shit, man. I hear he's full of shit. Uh, oh, I did see, uh, I don't remember who posted it, but there was uh, <laughs> two guys that reenacted the motorbike trip from Dumb and Dumber. And holy shit, that was fucking great. I mean, they wore the clothes of Jeff Daniels, Jim Carrey, of Lloyd. <laughs> One Lloyd Christmas and, uh, yeah, uh, Harry. I don't know what his last name is. Uh, Jeff Daniels' character. <laughs> and, uh, like, they had... I don't know if it's the exact motorbike, but they had a small motorbike. They had the briefcase. They they had... I mean, they had the same clothes that they were fucking wearing. And they did the fucking trip on that bike with, with the mitts <laughs> and tried to take pictures of just, like, how it was. Like, they've got a line of cars behind them. It's so fantastic, man. So fantastic. I uh, I wish I would have thought of that and uh, done it with maybe the Muffin Man or 
or Trebejo or something. That would have been fucking fucking awesome, man. That would have been so fucking awesome. <laughs> so jealous of the dedication to the love of the Ferrelli Brothers classic Dumb and Dumber, man. That was a that was a film that was definitely uh, I had on repeat as soon as I I watched that one in the theater because it was like boom 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 the three movies that for Jim Carrey that came out. I don't know what the time span was, but it was like one right after another. It was Ace Ventura, which I loved Jim Carrey before because I was a big fan of In Living Color and Fire Marshal Bill and uh, the Vera de Milo and like his other characters on there. Uh, so I already knew who he was. And then Ace Ventura comes out. Fuck yeah, I'm going to see it. I used to watch movies all the time then. So we saw that with, uh, saw it with several friends, I would imagine. And then uh, Trebejo is probably there. Uh, <clears throat> then uh, The Mask. And then the end of the trilogy was Dumb and Dumber there. Just one, two, three. And that one was just fucking balls to the wall. Fucking fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and I used to have, unfortunately I don't have the movie anymore. I need to get it. I haven't watched the original in a long time. But I used to have the thing, when I had it on uh, VHS, I made it a point to watch it at least once a year. When I first got it, I would watch the thing on fucking repeat for hours on end. I would rewind that fucker, play it again, rewind it, play it again. <laughs> it was absurd. And, uh, <laughs> and somebody else beat me to the punch there with that, that ride. I am... Uh, I feel like I let down Jim Carrey. <laughs> I'm sure he's pretty excited that somebody. I'm. I, I wonder. I I need to go follow find him on Twitter and see if J- Mr. Jim Carrey. Uh, he had to have seen that, right? Or at least Jeff Daniels. I mean, holy shit, that was a. Uh, <laughs> I would hope he would uh, enjoy that. As uh, I would. I would imagine he would enjoy that. Well, there's all, all kinds of his art. He's got some crazy art on here. Uh, a lot of political stuff, but no, I'm not seeing anything recent. Shit. This is like back in January. Okay, February. Yeah, he's been posted in a while. I don't know if he's aware. That's a shame. I would uh, think that... I would hope he'd be aware. I mean that holy shit that shit was fantastic. I don't know those guys' names. <laughs> but uh maybe I can find it on Twitter here. Dumb and dumber. Maybe if I just look up the uh there is a I want the ta- I want a tag, damn it. Oh shit! There's like a Funko figurine of <laughs> Lloyd. That's pretty fantastic. Damn it! There's way too many Dumb and Dumber Twitch. Th- oh, here we go. Here it is. There's a <laughs> oh, common tread. I guess maybe it was a common tread XP recreates Dumb and Dumber. Oh, there's an article. Okay. There we go. There's a uh, shit. I'm getting shitty reception apparently. Wi-Fi does not work very good in this house. Uh, it was uh. <laughs> so I guess for me they filmed some of it too. That's pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is a long fucking article. Uh, <clears throat> there's a. Uh, Zach Quartz and Ari Henning, they recreated the Dumb and Dumber mini bike trip. Uh, took, took this long, but that's, uh, <clears throat> hold on. We got it. We got some audio here. Yeah, I could, uh, turn this up. What the fuck? Come on, play it. Play it, you bastard. <laughs> I thought it was playing, and it wouldn't. <laughs> maybe if I take it off Wi Fi, it'll, uh, work with me, maybe. Is the Wi-Fi just only seems to work good in the room with the router. <laughs> Other than that, it just doesn't work. Um, yeah, it's not working out for me. 
Anyway, yeah, this guy's reenacted. It's fantastic. Your eyes did not Here we go. You. Here's some. On this episode of CTXP, we are attempting to recreate the mini bike road trip from one of our favorite movies, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> from the plains of Nebraska here, where it is very windy and got extremely the cold. tail on the back of the team. Rocky Mountains to a, uh, to a little place called Aspen. Aspen or bust! <laughs> oh man, it's so like they did such a good job on uh, <laughs> having the same prop and everything. It's so good. He's even like driving it just like Jim Carrey did. <laughs> like <laughs> so good. Got room for one more if you still want to go to Aspen. Your eyes did not see. Oh man, on this episode, so good. <laughs> Revzilla, uh, they, uh, on Twitter here, they've got stuff about it. Uh, CTXP, they've got, it's fucking great, man. <laughs> I, I'm just fucking jealous that they, they did it. At least they, you know, they recorded it for a show. So, I mean, they could, uh, I want to see, I have to see the fucking show now. I have to do that. Um, but, uh, I guess I'm good here. Uh, ha have a happy fourth. If, uh, you're, uh, you're American and listening to this to all the foreigners, then I, I guess July 4th is really just another day. Maybe it's some other holiday, but either way, <laughs> happy independence day. Kill, you know, get rid of some aliens, you know, not, not, you know, human beings from another country. I, I mean, you know, like, like Will Smith independence day, you know? We got to watch out because those UFOs are, are real. Apparently you got to watch out for those things. So prepare to take them out. Although if they're friendly, you know, maybe don't shoot first. Just hear them out for a little bit. If they take out a couple people, all right, maybe, maybe take them out. <laughs> uh, try not to blow your hand off. And as always, that's a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.